Hi there, Melanie Morgan from the Globe Gazette here, and welcome back to the latest episode of 2021, 10 Successful Years of the Historic Park Inn. Joining us today is Peggy Bang, who is a retired NIAC art professor. Peggy served as the first president of Right on the Park, and recently she has returned to the Right on the Park board and serves as education committee chair. Welcome, Peggy. What are we learning about today? This edition of our podcast series describes the formation and purpose of Right on the Park, the tax-exempt nonprofit entity that owns the Historic Park Inn Hotel. Right on the Park planned and paid for its restoration and continues to lease the hotel business, maintain and preserve the building, and to educate the public about Right's influence through tours and special events. Joanne Hardinger in the previous podcast of this series detailed the decline of the hotel to February of 2005, when the Mason City Foundation formally withdrew its leadership position of the Park Inn Rehabilitation Project. This shocking development reverted the Park Inn Hotel property back to the city. After a controversial attempt to advertise it on the eBay International Auction House, the city council and mayor pleaded with the public to find a group that would purchase the building for restoration. A few days later, attorney Chip Robert Kinsey III, at the bequest of Mayor Jean Marinas and Chamber of Commerce Executive Director Robin Anderson, facilitated a public meeting. The citizens attending agreed that a hotelier was needed to operate the hotel, but that the ownership of the property should be by a private non profit group. They agreed that no deadline would be put upon the restoration. More meetings were planned. By the end of March, the citizens group announced to the city council that they would be interested in taking over the project. What would this group be named? Jim Marina suggested right on the park, since the building was located next to downtown Central Park. That was perfect. Right on the Park, Inc. filed articles of incorporation with the Secretary of State's office by the end of March, 2005. The inaugural board members in alphabetical order included Peggy Bang, Robert Brocher, Hal Hoffman, Martha Huntington, Herb Kennedy, Robert Kinsey III, Anne McGregor, Jean Marinos, Robert Maroff, Robert McCoy, John Michael, D. Kendall Peterson, Gary Schmidt, and Lee Weber. The next order of business for, was for Right on the Park to elect officers. Peggy Bang, a Nyack visual arts instructor and co-chair of the Stockman House Restoration, was chosen as president. Chip Kinsey, local attorney, as vice president, and Ann McGregor, retired founding executive director of Hospice North Iowa, as secretary. The citizens of Mason City were represented, and the dream of restoring Frank Lloyd Wright's last standing hotel in the world took flight. In April, Wright on the Park presented a plan to the city council for restoring the Park Inn Hotel, which was accepted with much enthusiasm. Wright on the Park decided that the project would be led by local people and businesses. After all, the Mason City community had been using and caring for Wright's structure for 95 years. We knew its idiosyncrasies. The architectural design firm of Berglund and Cram and Hinkle Construction Company were hired to oversee this project. Martha Huntington, project architect with Cheryl Hubbard and Gary Schmidt, construction managers, would supervise and coordinate the process. A mission statement was crafted by Right on the Park. 
that we should own, restore, preserve, and maintain the buildings across from Central Park in downtown Mason City. Committees were established for finance, executive, marketing, fundraising, and preservation. Much work needed to be done in order for Right on the Park to become a 501c3 tax-exempt organization. In June, the board named Anne McGregor as the acting executive director. She immediately began work on that designation that was granted in November of 2006. Also coincidentally, the city of Mason City officially transferred the park and hotel to right on the park then. The council agreed to impose no timeline for completion of the project, nor did the group have to report to the council on its progress. Two conditions that had made the Mason City Foundation's rehabilitation efforts difficult. Exploring funding resources and process steps for this historical project began in earnest with Right on the Park consulting with three nationally recognized preservation leaders during the summer of 2005. We met with Bill Morrissey, Morrissey Hospitality, the manager of the St. Paul Hotel in St. Paul, Minnesota, and also past president of the Historic Hotels of America. Adria Day of uh, Chicago, Illinois, project director of the Frank Lloyd Wright Building Conservancy, and with Royce Yader, Midwest director of the National Trust for Historic Preservation, Chicago. It soon became obvious to ride on the park that a historic boutique hotel based on a 1910 footprint could not survive in the 21st century. The consultant stated that public spaces be accurately restored and that the hotel rooms be of a size and quality to satisfy the modern day traveler. Shared bathrooms would be obsolete. That summer and early fall, some board members visited Hotel Winnesheek of Decorah, Blackhawk Hotel of Cedar Falls, Hotel Pate of Perry, and the St. James Hotel in Red Wing, Minnesota. Those hotel managers were forthright in sharing their organizational structures areas of success and objectives that had failed. Their honesty was extremely helpful as Right on the Park decided what was needed to make the historic park inn achievable. Right on the Park engaged a hotel management consultant to make a formal report on whether a 21 or 27 room model would be better for this project. It was highly recommended to use a 27 room model with 21 rooms in the hotel side and another six added on the upper floors of the bank. Right on the park and concluded that it would eventually need to own the City National Bank building as well as the Park Inn Hotel in order to make their dream come true. The main physical work being done during the first year of Right on the Park's formation was demolition of non-original materials in the hotel. Walls were removed per the architect's plan to create larger hotel rooms. Five days a week for several years, Herb Kennedy, Carl Griffith, Mel Kennedy, and Bob Maroff chipped away, adding over 800 hours of labor toward in-kind matches for various grants. A membership campaign was begun later in 2005 to get donations that would go toward the restoration of the building and its continued operational costs. Rent-free office space was opened in the City National Bank building with loan furniture and a new computer and printer. Anne McGregor was designated Executive Director of Right on the Park and began receiving a small stipend. Jim Zack, Nyack graphic designer, created a logo for Right on the Park that included part of the building's exterior tile design. This logo is still used today. 
Right on the Park's first annual membership meeting was held in April of 2006. Later that summer, Right on the Park partnered with the Mason City Downtown Association and the River City Society for Historic Preservation on a joint proposal called Pride of the Prairie in the competition to become an Iowa Great Place. This state-sponsored program uh, provided funding to communities in Iowa that showcased potential for cultural historical development. I invited the volunteers to my home for a watch party as we waited to hear the results of the competition. Out of the 12 communities participating, Mason City was one of the six cities named an Iowa Great Place. We had won. I let out a scream. Ride on the Park received a $500,000 grant that when combined with a grant from the Elizabeth Muse Norris Charitable Foundation would enable Ride on the Park in 2007 to purchase the City National Bank, complete with original art glass ley lights. This was the first time that the park and hotel and the City National Bank building had been owned by a single entity since 1926. The dream was taking shape. As a thank you to our community who had helped support the Iowa Great Places initiative, in November, right on the park with River City Society for Historic Preservation held a thank you open house with free apple cider in the park and hotel lobby during Mason City downtown's home for the holidays celebration. People could purchase newly printed note cards. Members for River City showed drawings of their proposed architectural interpretive center. Over 200 people attended, filling the lobby to standing room only. By 2007, I decided to no longer continue as president of Ride on the Park because it was too time consuming combined with my teaching career. I remained on the board and Jean Marinas, who no longer was mayor, was elected president of Ride on the Park. Progress had been made, but millions of dollars were still needed to be raised in order to begin restoring the park in hotel and city national bank. Robin Anderson, Mason City Chamber of Commerce Executive Director suggested that Mason City combine several large projects into one application for a Vision Iowa grant that would be a $20 million ask. Right on the Park Inc. joined as a sub-recipient. Vision Mason City supported the historic park in and City National Bank rehabilitation, a parking facility, and expanded Federal Avenue streetscape remodeling the, of the Mason City Public Library and building the Interpretive Center. A public referendum was passed with much effort by a grants, grassroots group to support remodeling the Mason City Public Library using city funds. The organizations involved were able to raise the required match for the $9 million contracted to Mason City through Vision Iowa. The parties signing the final application were the Mason City Chamber, the Mason City Council and the County Board of Supervisors of Cerro Gordo. However, it took valuable time to work out details for the Vision Iowa contract that would satisfy all parties involved. The City Council and the County Board of Supervisors were concerned over the provisions in the contract that would make them financially liable for 21 years in case the hotel failed. The library portion of funds shifted to the city, which assumed continued responsibility for parking and streetscape work. The county's commitment was removed as requested. The interpretive center remained part of the agreement and $8.2 million of the grant was earmarked for the park in hotel and city national bank rehabilitation. 
the Mason City Chamber of Commerce Foundation came forward as the financial grant guarantor for the rehabilitation project, replacing the city and county's obligations and Vision Iowa agreed to a shorter liability period. The contract was approved on October 8th, 2008. <laughs> Securing Vision Iowa funding moved the hotel project forward, but more pieces of the puzzle needed to fall into place. Ron Fiscus of Planscape Partners became project manager, fulfilling one of the conditions with the Mason City Chamber Foundation. He was able to help finesse the final funding for the $18 million challenge. New market tax credits and federal damage tax credits were secured through Iowa business growth and backed by area banks. Ride on the Park committed to raising an additional $1 million for a fund to enable ongoing programming and maintenance of the buildings. When Ride on the Park received a letter from the Carlson Company, Minnesota, that we would be sued if we used the name Park Inn Hotel because they had the copyright for that name, we had to negotiate another name. The historic Park Inn Hotel was the name we settled on. Officially, the name of the Park Inn Hotel was changed in June of 2009. While Ride on the Park had been fundraising for months, our project architect had been busy finalizing the construction documents. They were reviewed and approved by State Historical Preservation Architect Jack Porter and the National Park Service Preservation Architect Mark Chavez. How Martha Huntington turned a 1910 building footprint into a comfortable hotel for the 21st century traveler is truly artful. Many visitors marvel at what they experience when they visit it today. Right on the Park received the final portion of construction financing from New Markets tax credits distributed by Iowa Community Development, LC. Construction bids were let on September 18, 2009, and then contracts were issued in October. The restoration rehabilitation work would be overseen by Gary Schmidt and Cheryl Hubbard of Hinkle Construction Company and by project architect Martha Huntington of Berglund and Cram. Jean Morinos became the Right on the Park financial director to help keep track of combination of grants, tax credits, and donations that would fund the project. Chip Kinsey was later elected Right on the Park president in 2012, so Jean could concentrate on financial matters. In advance of starting construction, Right on the Park found a new office space in the brick and tile building. They had been, you know, in the City National Bank, and so of course, when construction started, they needed to move. By this time, a part-time office manager, Claudia Collier, was hired, identifying a hotel management company to operate the hotel business and services began in earnest. Requests for proposals were distributed to several hotel management companies. Interviews were conducted and ultimately Stony Creek Hospitality Corporation with headquarters in Mason City was selected. They formed an LLC, HPI Partners, Inc., with Steve Noto as the administrator. On September 10th, 2021, it will be 10 years since they began managing the Historic Park Inn Hotel. Ride on the Park will be celebrating that by giving free main floor hotel tours from 1 to 4 on September 12th. In 2009, an education committee was added to the Ride on the Park organization with me as its committee chair. The Ride on the Park mission was changed as the restoration was completed. 
The mission of Right on the Park, Inc. is to own, preserve, maintain, and to educate the public about Frank Lloyd Wright and his design influence on the built environment. The Education Committee is vital to Right on the Park. It trains volunteer docents to give tours to visitors of the historic park and hotel and provides various programs and exhibits to help educate our community regarding Wright and his architectural designs. I think this episode is a great reminder that for causes like this, it really does take a village of people working together to make this happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it did really take a village. And uh, recently um, I had a, a gentleman tell me that one of the things that has always impressed him about this project is how it truly was, like you say, a group of citizens that got the work done, you know, came more through the state and federal programs that we applied for. And uh, um, actually, as it turned out, um, 2% came from Iowa Charitable Foundations, 4% from local donations, and then the other uh, 94% from state of Iowa and uh, state and federal national grants. <laughs> I hope you have learned something new as I explain the formation and purpose of Ride on the Park. I sure have enjoyed visiting with you. In the next podcast, Scott Borcherding and Gary Schmidt will talk about the restoration and rehabilitation of the historic park and hotel. How was that completed in only 19 months is amazing. Dreams really do come true. Thanks so much for joining us, Peggy. Thank you. (laughs) In just a few short weeks, We'll be back with that next episode, 2021, 10 successful years of the historic park in. Until then.